0: blog talk radio this land is mine God gave this land to me this brave and ancient land to me Good evening and welcome to Yadayah
1: Radio. We have a, a different twist on a show uh, here for you this evening. We're going to cover a few items in the news, which is fairly normal. And then I'm going to present the uh, the first ever suratin, uh, which uh, hopefully you'll find entertaining uh, to finally uh, answer the Quran's uh, most uh, repetitive taunt. And then uh, we're going to conclude the show by uh, retreating to a place we were at, um, at least two years ago, uh, as we were trying to ascertain uh, who really is uh, Gabriel, Gabriel, and who is uh, Mikael uh, in uh, the book of Daniel. Uh, and because the Quran claims that uh, Gabriel and Michael are both uh, angels, and that they're both Muslims, and that they both hate Jews, and that they both uh, work for Allah, who has no partners. So I don't know how he has these as partners, but nonetheless, <laughs> we digress. Uh, uh, yeah, just details, details. <laughs> uh, I should have put that in the uh, the, suratin, uh, the
0: the
1: <laughs> Nonetheless, we digress. Uh, but uh, uh, we're gonna we're gonna actually explore what is said about Michael, because it's riveting in the aftermath of October 7th, and I was unaware as to how focused it was on what happened on that day and what our mission uh, uh, is going forward. Uh, The first item in the news is that uh, I recall saying this several times. Uh, and it's uh, still written in uh, At War With Religion, which is, I think, the second or third chapter of uh, Goddamn Religion, Volume 1. Um, and it was part of uh, two radio programs where I said, Joe Biden's initial rhetoric, some speech writer, or writer I'm sure, ascribed it for him, but in support yeah. of Israel was better than Netanyahu's because initially Netanyahu was like he was shell-shocked. And, uh, no, and he should have been because... Uh, uh, he uh, he made it possible for um, October 7th to happen. That means he's not to blame for October 7th, but he made so many blunders that it became possible for Hamas to perpetrate the worst terrorist act years maybe in the history of Israel, of God's people. Uh, and at the time where I said, I've, you've got to give him credit, his rhetoric for Israel is positive, but I know the history of this man. I know the nature mm-hmm. of the progressive administration that he has rallied around him. And I'm here to tell you for certain, don't get comfortable with this, Israel. This is a Trojan horse. And he will destroy you from within. Uh, right. Two programs ago, I shared that uh, Biden, the Biden administration has announced uh, to the media that their intent is to impose a fake Estonian state, and to do so without Israel's uh, support, to do so without any negotiation, to do so without any concession, just to do so. Uh, and that they will do it one of two ways. They'll either uh, propose it and acknowledge uh, that the existence of a fake Estonian state, or they will uh, not uh, exercise their veto at the United Nations, where the world is about 95% anti-Israel.
0: Yeah. So, uh,
1: so, this past week, Netanyahu said, "Listen, uh, uh, I have an assurance from Biden that he's not going to impose the uh, the Palestinian state, uh, the two-state solution, which is nothing but the uh, uh, Neville Chamberlain's uh, guarantee of the next world war." Uh, and you know, be careful on this. If, if I don't think anybody listening to this program would be anti-Semitic, but Uh, Should you not care that much about Israel, then you need to know that uh, awarding Muslims who have terrorized Israel on a a routine basis, a state where they can have as many weapons as they wish to amass against Israel, uh, is going to bring World War III. So it's not just Israel that will suffer. So after that, then now the Biden administration has come out and saying, listen, uh, you know, I'm called told Netanyahu that there will be no uh, Rafta uh, operation. Well, if there's no Rafta operation, uh, then Hamas wins. Hamas' uh, leadership went to the Rafta area. They're hiding in, uh, in uh, tunnels there. If Israel doesn't go there, Hamas not only uh, executed the most gruesome terrorist massacre uh, in the history of Israel and maybe in the history of the world, uh, but they, uh, they survived it. Uh, and they will uh, continue to rule uh, Gaza and uh, very soon also uh, the areas under the PLO's control uh, called Al-Fatah and uh, uh, what's called the West Bank. Uh, and that's what uh, Biden now is pushing for. And we have to be careful when we say Biden, because I don't think Biden has three neurons that are firing. So it's no. those around him. Uh, who hope to hell he 's never asked a question and can stay on uh, on script, but it is very frightening uh, at at this point mm-hmm. next uh, point is that the, the man who will run against him may be bankrupt by the time he gets there, um, you know after losing two what, fifty to eighty million dollar cases against the woman that that never filed a police report, but you know twenty years later says that uh, Trump did a naughty to her in an elevator in a uh, department store without any cooperation. I mean, no one to be able to corroborate a story. Just a 20-year-old uh, claim uh, by one person against another, which is one of the most one of the things that I have so much trouble with because you cannot be a, uh, a fair and impartial jury and and claim that one person harmed another uh, when there are no witnesses other than those two people. It's just mm-hmm. flat out impossible. So I am. Uh, uh, it was devastating to to have uh, a New York, but it's exceedingly progressive. So they hate uh, Trump. Uh, and two uh, juries in a row that uh, that awarded that. But now a judge has ordered Trump to pay three hundred and fifty-five million dollars, and he's banned from running any company in the state of New York for three years uh, for uh, his uh, loan applications. Where uh, the view was that he exaggerated the uh, the value of a property now I'm here to tell you that uh, there's probably ninety percent of loan applications uh, the applicant takes the most favorable view that is possible of that property, and it is the applicant's <laughs> right. responsibility to to present the property in its best possible light, and it's the lender's responsibility. To discount that so that they uh, they have reasonable collateral that that's just the way that it works and for a judge not to know that, but judges you know aren't are business people uh, and this person i'm sure is a progressive liberal judge and uh, imposed his politics but that means that between legal fees and and the two cases and this one uh, Trump is uh, out more than a, than a half a billion dollars and you you just can't you can't hit someone with a half a billion dollars and say you can't do business in the state of New York for three years and to survive that financially without going bankrupt. Uh, So uh, very dangerous stuff that the United States is doing with its uh, uh, legal system uh, to try try to sequester anyone who isn't a a progressive, and I, I find it disgusting. Speaking of disgusting, there was a a teenage boy um, in uh, Gaza who was trying to pick up a a humanitarian delivery of food. And Hamas doesn't want the people to have it. They want them to starve. The higher the death toll, the better. And so uh, a Hamas gunman shot and killed him. And, of course, there's no news media in Europe that's going to pick this up uh, because, of course, uh, it doesn't fit their narrative. But there have been riots Uh, since that time in uh, Gaza, where uh, it's finally reached the point where Gazians are disgusted by Hamas, not that it will do them any good. Uh, Also, Egypt has been caught building an enormous wall uh, next to to Gaza, and you say, why? Uh, Now, if they love Muslims, and they are so concerned about the Palestinians. <laughs> then why wouldn't you want them to come into Sinai, where you have a ton of, of mm-hmm. empty land, and they're going to—they're building this wall so that if there's any that escape into the Sinai, uh, they can put them behind this this wall in the middle of the desert uh, that can hold like thirty or 50,000 of them. But there's no Muslim country that wants them. Uh, they are simply there to garner worldwide hate against uh, Israel. So a very uh, precarious situation that the world finds itself in. Uh, one last item in the, well, I guess two items in the news here. Uh, Hanamas spokesman. Uh, you know you're dealing with an upright person when they're completely masked and all you can see is the eyes. So this is a man <laughs> looking like a uh, a woman uh, in uh, in Islam is pointing his finger. and uh, and waggling it and says, you know, it's the responsibility of the Jews that there's been heavy losses among the Israeli hostages and that uh, the remaining hostages are living in extremely difficult conditions, which is to say of the 100 or so hostages that are left, probably uh, in the range of 35 of them are still alive, and those have been tortured to the point where their lives are not recoverable. Uh, And nonetheless, uh, the President of the United States is saying there has to be a pause uh, and uh, there has to be a hostage deal, uh, and uh, you can't go into uh, the Rafta area. But the, the hostage deal that Israel made, offered, is just insane for Israel. I'm so embarrassed for Israel. Uh, they were going to uh, let out uh, 1,500 uh, Fakistanian terrorists, uh, men with blood on their hands, uh, for whatever it will be, 35 or so uh uh, remaining abused hostages, uh, what a travesty. I mean, yeah. you, can't, you can't honorably release one convicted terrorist for a kidnapped individual. If you do that, you have no future. You are certain to be tormented forever. I know that sounds terrible for the people that are hostages, and I know Israel uh, has culpability because it did nothing to, uh, to thwart this attack uh for hours and hours and hours but nonetheless you can't reward terrorism uh that way or you will uh unfortunately have to endure it forever uh there was a a sad uh, announcement today um, a man who uh, uh my uh wife knows very well she spent uh, every weekend with him for many many years uh Alexei uh Navalny uh he was the uh Um, political rival to uh, Putin uh, has died. Now, to say he died uh, where he was put and uh, above the Arctic Circle where they routinely torture uh, inmates is to say that the Russians killed him. And this is a man that had a sense of humor. Uh, Keynes went right to the end, and and, uh, Leigh and I are at odds on this because I said that... uh, 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 he uh, he did something that was exceedingly foolish, and to do it for politics is uh, uh, as a patriot is just wrong. Uh, but uh, you know, after he had recovered from being poisoned, uh, and with the Russian court saying that you know you're in violation of your parole if you uh, come back to Russia, you'll be arrested uh, and put in prison. Nonetheless, he got on a plane and flew to Russia as if he thought that this somehow a miraculous uprising. Uh, From the Russian people was going to save him if he had a messiah complex. I don't know but uh, he did it was thrown in prison and uh, And would never ever get out and uh, subsequently uh, He has been killed Um, It's a sad situation uh, for uh, for uh, Really for so many people around the world, Uh, but nonetheless we don't pursue politics uh we uh, don't uh we don't uh um, acclaim uh patriots uh and if you lay down your life for a cause that uh, does not have value and you do it foolishly uh that's uh, that is not heroism in, uh, in my book and but I do want to acknowledge the fact that uh, it is a uh, it, it is grievous what was done to him And uh, and Putin's soul is deeply stained by this event. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm going to begin here in uh, Quran, uh, second surah. Second surah is the first one after the migration of shame to kind of put things in perspective. Uh, There were 90 surahs uh, revealed in what was Petra. uh, Mecca didn't even exist at the time. And uh, of those, there isn't any insight worth sharing They're full of lies. It's terribly plagiarized uh, and grossly uh, immoral, uh, tremendously sadistic and demonic. Uh, right from the opening surah to the last one in, uh, in Petra, we finally get to Yathrop, which is a Jewish community. Muhammad and his, uh, his gang of misfits are broke. They won't work. They're living off loans provided to them by Jews. They're living in Jewish homes. Uh, And Mohammed wants to be a big shot uh, and a warlord, a godfather, if you will. And he has sent out, uh, first thing he did, is sent out 12 different terrorist raids to rob uh, caravans, civilian enterprises, of his uh, former neighbors and extended family members, uh, the Quraysh. Uh, so we, we are now in, uh, in Yathrib, and the second surah is revealed, and the first hundred verses or so of the second surah are purely anti-Semitic. Uh, this is yeah, well, or, excuse me, this is uh, Allah, Allah who is, our Allah he or Allah or Allah depending on, uh, on where you read it, uh, <laughs> is, uh, wants to claim Jews as his own. Uh, and yet uh, wants to kill them all the same. He has to claim them as his own to be able to claim the Torah as, uh, as his, which he claims that he revealed and confirmed by his Quran. Uh, and then he uh, wants to wipe Jews out to the last and justify killing them. So he then demeans uh, uh, them at, uh, in the next breath. So it's a, it's kind of a whiplash experience uh, to read the uh, the second surah. You don't know which side of... Uh, of Allah he, Allah who, you're going to hear next. But uh, we're going to start here with uh, Quran 2.16. It reads, those, the ones who brought, uh, bought, as in purchasing, strain for the guidance, so not profited their commerce, and they were not guided. Now, if you're a normal sane person, and somebody were to read that to you, you would say, say what? Uh, But, you know, understand now, I have translated 74 surahs from beginning to end. Uh, now I have the advantage of using interlinears to be very uh, exacting on them. And, uh, and there's a, about 100 of the 114 that I have uh, dealt with it to uh, a significant extent. And so I speak allah uh, uh, So I actually know what he's saying here because he, <laughs> he repeats himself so often. So you actually, after a while, you learn to speak allah uh, this is Allah's first attempt, and the reason I say Allahu, uh, Allah is never writ- written anywhere in the Quran. That's a surprise, I'm sure, to most people. Uh, but we have uh, Allahi, Allahou, uh Allaha, and Ilihi, as well as uh, Rabbi uh, in the various forms, Rabbi and Rabukum. uh And then uh, we have Rachman. Rachman was the uh, the god of the of uh, the Arabs who converted to Judaism of the uh, uh, uh that uh, whose poetry uh was plagiarized to become uh, the opening surahs of the Quran uh, and uh, uh, the rabbi sold Muhammad a bill of goods when they said that rabbi was the the proper word for lord and so that's the word for Lord throughout the quran is uh is rabbi uh but uh uh Allah, Allah means the it means the al is the uh for him or to her is there's no reference to uh illah, the hebrew uh, the, the uh the Arabic word for God no reference to it in it so this lie that it means the god no that's not what it says it is the as in a title. <coughs> To him, uh, for him, or to her. Uh, and that's just the reality of it. So, uh, uh, sorry Muslims, but uh, this idea that, that you have but one God and the God is Allah is inconsistent with the Quran. To make that claim, you, you have to, to disavow the Quran. Anyway, this was Allahu's first attempt uh, for condemning Jews for the specific crime of selling, not giving, their oral traditions, either through their their Torah or their Talmud, to Muhammad. Uh, he is inferring that his bastardized accounts that fill the Quran. He's got all sorts of accounts of Adam and and uh, Noah yeah. and and uh, Moshe. Uh, there's uh, hilarious ones of uh, of Solomon and the hoopoe bird uh, and talking ants. The hoopoe bird is a talking bird, by the way, and bird armies and. And how they uh, uh, come to uh, terrorize the Queen of Sheba, uh, who finally uh, converts to Islam because she uh, slipped on a glass floor and showed ankle. Uh, and you might say, well, that's the most insane thing I've ever heard in my life. Uh, it doesn't even come close to the most insane things in the Quran, but that's actually from the Talmud. Uh, so the story mm-hmm. was uh, pilfered in its entirety from uh, the Talmud. And that's just the nature of the, uh, of the Quran. It uh, it has nothing that would cause anybody to think this could possibly be a god except where it uh, plagiarizes, misappropriates uh, stories from the uh, the Torah uh, and the Talmud and uh, corrupts those names and then takes those characters out of the places where they were, puts them into Petra uh, uh, and makes them all junior Mohammeds facing Mohammed's problems with uh, Allah being the uh, the, the big honker uh, that uh, revealed his scriptures to them. Uh, but, in fact, they, they don't even resemble the same thing. They're, I mean, it's the, you could not have two books more different than the Quran and the Torah. And, of course, the Torah is brilliant and filled with prophecy, and uh, its God is uh, Yahweh, and the Quran uh, has a variety of different gods, uh, and it is uh, dimwit. It's the easiest book ever ever written. So what Allah is claiming here, Allahu, is that uh, the Jews sold uh, their scriptural stories to uh, Muhammad. Now that's just embarrassing by itself. And there's like 40 of these references between the Quran and the Hadith, uh, blaming the rabbis for doing this. But why would you say that? Which, what what has to say is, my God doesn't know these stories, so I had to buy them. <laughs> well, so that's what for it says my god doesn't know these stories so I had to buy them and now he's all pissed off that the Jews actually want to be paid for them but he's even more pissed off because uh, I guess that's probably he's upset
2: he's upset <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're going to say worse in a moment uh, he's, <laughs> he's miffed uh, because then what he claims is that the Jews changed the uh, the Torah, so that the version that is in the Quran is the correct one, the one that the rabbis read, and that the uh, that the actual Torah once said the exact same thing as the Quran, which is that you know Allahu was the God and and that uh, Moshe was a, was a nincompoop and so was Noah and so was Adam. They were just total dunderheads and that uh, Daud and Solomon worshipped uh, Allah and, uh, and had uh, armies of birds. Huh. And, you know, Alexander the Great was an astronaut. And said, so <laughs> that's what he claims, is the Torah actually said, and, and he says now the Jews in Yathrib somehow found every copy of the Torah in the world, which means also the Septuagint, the, uh, uh, the Codexes, uh, 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 Vaticanus, and, and uh, Sinai. Uh, they would have had to have mm-hmm. found all copies of the Masoretic text. They have to find all copies of the Dead Sea Scrolls and then throw them all away because, well, they read just like the Quran, And then rewrite every single word of them, date them back so they look like they came from the right period, and then bury them all. That, that's that's mm-hmm. what you've got to believe to go with the Allahu story unless you're just going to play religion and be stupid. So, this account uh, is, uh, is fairly uh, deadly. So, um, uh, Allah here is inferring that his bastardized accounts, the ones he twisted to make his immoral behavior look divine, are true guidance, while the originals are completely erroneous. Now, this is deadly for Judaism and Islam. Judaism, because rabbis sought to profit by selling a psychopath Talmud readings that were later mm-hmm. plague all the Israel and, and it buries Islam because Allah didn't know enough about these stories and evidently is illiterate and had to have rabbis recite them. The Quran 2.17, their example, like example of the one who kindled a fire and then when it illuminated what around him, Allahu took away their light and left them in darkness, not they see. Deaf dumb, blind, so they will not return. Or like a rainstorm from the sky, in it darkness and thunder and lightning. They put their fingers in their ears from thunderclaps, fear, death. And Allahu, the one who encompasses the disbelievers. The lightning almost snatches away their sight. Whenever it flashes for them, they walk in it. And when it darkens on them, they stand. And if Allahu had willed, he would certainly have taken away their hearing and their sight. Lo, verily, Allah on everything, all-powerful. Oh, I hear you smirking back there. You said it can't be that stupid. It is. If, if Jews are to be credited... Now, this is my commentary. With producing their own enlightenment, then Allah cannot claim to have inspired the Torah. And if Allah Mm -hmm. took away the light Jews had kindled, Allah cannot claim to be the inspiration behind the prophets and Psalms, which the Jews wrote. If Allah wants Muslims to believe that he blinded Jews, then he cannot claim that uh, they read about Muhammad in their Torah, which he does Incessantly, and mm-hmm. if he made them dumb, they would not have been able to recite the Talmud stories that he just criticized them for selling. Moreover, Jews cannot return to where they have never been. So, going beyond that, this snake is really inept at metaphors. Jews cannot have been made deaf or blind if they can see the lightning in here, the thunder, and if the serpent rendered them unhearing there'd be no reason for them to place their fingers in their ears. Moreover, even puppy dogs and autistic children are not scared to death by a clap Mm -hmm. of thunder. Dumber still, by speaking of himself in third person, encompassing these enterprising Jews, following the terrorizing thunder, Allah became a run-of-the-mill storm god. And as if not even listening to his own diatribe, after saying, that he made the Jews deaf and blind he claims that he could certainly have taken away their hearing and sight because he is all-powerful on all things Now, the reason and I'm going to get through this we're going to go to the seroton the reason we're returning to this is that our mission is to save Israel that is our mission uh, the day of reconciliation mm-hmm. is fast approaching it's less than 10 years away uh... and Yahweh and Dod are coming back for Yehudim and Israelites. And Muslims want to annihilate them from the river to the sea. They Mm -hmm. have wanted to annihilate them since Muhammad created this stupid religion. And so it is imperative that we equip Israelites with the truth about Islam so they know who attacked them, who mutilated them, who raped them, who murdered them, it's essential that they know this. This is right. an integral part of our mission. And at the same time, to share the truth from Yahweh uh, as he revealed it through his uh, prophets, and particularly through his son, Dode, and what he is offering them. So this is just essential to our, uh, our mission. It is the reason that I was called to do this. It was the reason that 22 years ago, the first thing Yahweh asked is I want you to expose and condemn Islam. So we were in a position and prepared to do this for Israel and Jews at this time. The fact that we have been immersed in the moronic, well, not everyone who is listening, but uh, I certainly have now uh, 1,900 pages uh, into this rewrite, uh, into the moronic dribble of the Quran so long, we have endured so many dehumanizing, dim-witted, and, demonic diatribes that we're all at risk for becoming desensitized to this grossly inappropriate and inane recital. Mm-hmm. What we are reading is so pathetic, so far beneath the dignity and aptitude of God, so mm-hmm. inept, we must occasionally step back and contemplate what is actually occurring and why. Six millennia ago, a very clever uh, cherub a Karub, to use the Hebrew, who was degraded to a reptilian serpent, appeared adroit in the way that he beguiled Jawa. He was so adept in misrepresenting God, Yahweh acknowledged him as being particularly conniving. But that is clearly no longer the case. There is nothing clever about the Quran. My initial assessment was that Satan was simply plain to his audience, since the Arabs who were attracted to Muhammad were particularly ignorant, irrational, illiterate, and immoral. For these malcontents, and at this moment in time, it was enough to entice and control a sufficient number of terrorists to force others into submission. But why did dispel that was cast endure and spill out of Arabia. When it's scrutinized, the Qur'an is so obviously deficient and it's so demeaning, it should not have survived to torment anyone today. In trying to ascertain how we came to this deplorable place, we have to set aside the cherub's encounter with Chawa. Because long ago, he cleverly played to her passions and expertly misappropriated and misrepresented Yahweh's instructions. But then he was working alone and not through a rasuli, or messenger, or apostle, and he had not yet been uh, denigrated and degraded by uh, Yahweh. Yahweh is the one who says, okay, you were this, you know, this corrupt, this beautiful being of light, and now you're a snake. So, we hear nothing of Satan for a millennia, even though his presence is felt among the uh, Nephilim. Uh, His presence is felt in Babel, and also seen in Sodom. But he does not become a player again until King Shaul is demon-possessed. As a result, the people's choice of leaders not only reinterprets the Torah to his situation— He turns on Dode, who is the hero of God's story. Our next acknowledgement of Satan's existence is in Yahshua 14, where we are told that the Lord's ambition is to be worshipped as if he were the Most High. He does not want to be known as the adversary. He wants to be known as the one and only God. This essay on the devil speaks of his Babylonian origins, his arrogance, and his duplicity. He is cited in the chapter, uh, speaking while his claims are exceedingly narcissistic and self-indulgent, striking similar notes to what one reads in the Quran. But at this time, his rhetoric was still considerably more lucid. A few hundred years thereafter, Satan makes a a reappearance as the god of the book of Ezekiel. He suddenly becomes far more dramatic, not only in his own over-the-top depictions of himself, but also of his monstrous edifices and his glorified plans. He is particularly demeaning and demonic, derogatory and deadly, even anti-Semitic. Communicating through his enslaved, which is a theme that Allah plays off of, non-prophet Ezekiel. The writing quality, while deplorable, isn't as deficient as the Quran. And since Ezekiel was nothing more than Satan's stooge, the inference is that we are listening directly to the devil speak of annihilating his resurrection day. The ghoulish event which blood is consumed along with the bodies of men, three in particular, I get to be one mm-hmm. of them, uh, I have dubbed the Feast of the Beast. <laughs> Much better written, the parallels between Ezekiel and the Koran are considerable. Now, since religious Jews adore Ezekiel, it appears that Satan was appealing to their shared desires to lord over Yahweh and to write their own script. Affirming this, not only are we introduced to the Zohar, which is central to Judaism, in Ezekiel, Kabbalah draws its inspiration from Satan's Mm -hmm. first attempt at playing God. So through Ezekiel, the Lord of Babel's appeal is to Jews who think they are superior to everyone and in everything, including Yahweh and his Torah. Hmm. Halal bin Shakar's approach changes appreciably as he possesses Shaul, the self-appointed, murderous, religious zealot on the road to Damascus as the first man on record to call himself a rabbi. I don't know if people know that. The first acknowledgement of a person in writing, calling himself a rabbi, is Shaul Paul. The term was not used by other Jews until the early 2nd century. Uh, Shaul, who became Paul, changed his name, as was the case with Abu al-Qasim becoming Muhammad. Abu al-Qasim means that he likes to play with uh, with... Uh, uh, satanic uh, and uh, um, uh, divination and other kinds of occult uh, uh, pastimes. Mm-hmm. Well, they were both non serving Satan as Satan's apostles. Paul was a student of the Torah. He knew the prophets while well, Muhammad was illiterate and ignorant. Therefore, Paul's 14 epistles, while poorly written and filled with all manner of contradictions and logical fallacies, they are still infinitely superior, infinitely superior to the text of the Quran. Mm-hmm. Now, I used to mock Paul's writing style. His, his writing is horrific. <laughs> but <laughs> it. it's brilliant, and his, his uh, uh, misappropriations of the Torah and Prophets to support his First. view while they're all uh, filled with contradictions and uh, misappropriations, uh, nonetheless, they are vastly superior to what we read in the Quran. So, since Abu al-Qasim, the man who is now known as Muhammad, and Shaul, the man known as Paul, both admitted to being demon-possessed, while claiming to speak for the God of the Torah, who they were constantly contradicting, we're left to wonder whether the vastly superior rantings in the Christian New Testament were a product of the intellect of the accomplice and that of his attended audience. Said another way, was the degraded serpent plain to arrogant and enlightened Greeks and Romans through Paul and to, and to the opposite of that through Muhammad? To men so deprived of cognitive function, they were willing to believe these recitals even to be enslaved by them if it led to booty? Or were the underlying texts of Judaism, Christianity, and Islam written the way they were because Satan was enabled and also constrained by the intellect and literacy of his advocate? Recognizing that no one is capable of credibly playing God. And that's a tough role. If you're a snake, you ought not do it. They just don't have the wherewithal to play God. The the transition in rhetoric from the brilliance found in the books attributed to Moshe, to Dode to Yahshua, and to the lack of prophecy and competency found in Ezekiel and Enoch, Job and Jonah is palatable. And yet... They are better written than Shaul's deplorable letters. And Paul is a genius of great literary prowess compared to Muhammad's recital, which is easily the worst book ever written, although it wasn't written within 100 years of his death. Mm -hmm. So, has Satan degraded over time? He'd stroke in the desert, like a man with dementia, akin to what we're witnessing with Joe Biden. Surely, human intellect across the board hasn't fallen so appreciably that the Quran was Satan's best effort under the circumstances. This leaves us with an additional consideration. Did Satan play to another audience? We know that he composed Ezekiel for Jews, who thought that they were better than their G-D, and who believed that they could write their own Torah, and did. He inspired Paul's epistles for the Romans and Greeks who thought that they were better than Jews. And then he recited the Quran for Arabs who were content to rob, rape, and kill Jews, since they had nothing better to do with their lives. Or, by aiding and abetting all three, was Halal bin Shakar thumbing his nose at Yahweh showing the Almighty that he could play all men for fools, from the intellectual to the incapacitated. Our options are to conclude that the Quran was the worst book ever recited because Satan's mental acuity had degraded over time, because Muhammad was an imbecile, because the intended audience was ignorant and illiterate, or because he wanted to embarrass God to such an extent that he would give up on his creation and not return to Yisra'el.
0: Mm. Pick
1: your poison. Those are your choices. But let's not disparage God to the extent that we pretend that he is the voice of the Quran, or that Muhammad was a prophet. Right. And for your sake, don't stoop to worship the Lord of delusion as if he were God. Quran 2, 21 and 22. O oh, the mankind, worship Rabukunu, your Lord, the one who created you and those from before you so that you may become right. The one who made for you the earth a resting place and the sky as a roof and sent down from the sky water then brought forth Therewith of the fruits a provision for you, so do not set up rivals to Ilahi while you, you know. Now, it's easy to see how humankind was duped into believing that gods wanted to be worshipped. Gods including Hashem, Jesus, and Allah were crafted by men who sought the same. <laughs> This cannot be true for the creator, because a superior being ceases to be credible when worshipped by an inferior being he has created for the purpose. It shows that he is pathetic and that he is inadequate, as deplorable and unlovable as Hitler, Ziegheil, Satan, (laughs) Stalin, or Mao. Yeah. By demanding worship from men, Allah shows that he is insecure and needy, a narcissist who is inferior to men. By claiming to be the Lord while humiliating man, Allah is demonstrating that he is in fact Halal bin Shakar. Mm -hmm. Since believing is the result of not knowing, it cannot be the means to being right. And it is is not right to call the earth a resting place or the sky a roof. To be God, the spirit cannot be consistently wrong. Rain and fruit are not proofs of divinity, so there is no rational connection between them and not setting up rivals to Allahi. Although, that is an intriguing thought. What would comprise a rival? Another cherub? A bigger and badder snake? someone. Who has actually literate? Incredulously, we read two twenty-three and two twenty-four. And if you are in doubt of what we have revealed to our slave, then produce a suratin, a surah, like it, and call your witnesses from other than Allah, if you're truthful. But if not you do, and ever will you do, then fear the fire whose fuel is the men and the stones prepared for the infidel disbelievers, the kafir. That sounds like a challenge to me. What do you think we take it up? At first I would say, well, I'll just dismiss it. Dr. Seuss writes better sonnets than this. They're original, they're instructive, they're nurturing, and even chronological. So I call the Grinch to witness. He's no less real, (laughs) and he's a lot less disturbed. And conveniently, he's even green. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: (sighs) Nonetheless, I am ready to take up the challenge. I have assembled my advisors, me, myself, and I, and we are ready to start. Now, if you're a reader up to this point, you have read 1,800 pages of goddamn religion. You have read uh, 74 surahs from beginning to end. You have uh, considered 100 of the 114. You know that, that all the Quran had going for it was rhyme and rhythm and nothing else because there is nothing said saying, said in the Quran. It is cunningly st- sadistic and stupid. Mm-hmm. So, to match this challenge, it's got to rhyme, it's got to have a little bit of rhythm, but it can't say anything that is intelligent. Okay? So that's the challenge, because the challenge is to create one like it. That's hard. It, doesn't, it doesn't say to create a book or a chapter that is beautifully written. No, it said one like it. So that's the that that is what I accepted. This is my suratin. It is the suratin of Al khafar the disbeliever.
0: <laughs> I'm going to share it
1: now. Worship me, or we'll torture you," said a whiny Allahu in his crappy Quranu. I paid rabbis to recite their stories, and then changed them to make inane allegories. When the Jews mocked us for doing so, I silenced them with a savage blow. We blamed them for what we did, then took a bow and our Jed. Not a god, just a snake. It's all a colossal fake. It's not much of a rant, but it comes with this fun serotin you can chant. So do us a salat, Pray the zakat, pay the zakat, kill a kafar. It's all for naught. We know that you can be bought, just don't get caught. And yet they fought in the great onslaught to win our bonus jackpot. Virgins served up as if they were candy. It was a devilish lie that came in handy. Believing is quite incontrovertible. And as a bonus, I come across morbidly merciful. Besides, we are the greatest. Besides... We, we are the worst god ever. But you believe, and that makes me quite clever. We're, we're the ones worthy of praise. Disbelieve, and we'll burn your ugly ass in our blaze. Okay, okay, I know it's animal cruelty, but it shows that we have mental acuity with a dash of ambiguity. And we remind you of the winged ass. Babylonian and stolen, making me quite crass. But with mm-hmm. this inane account, we put our trophy on your temple mount. From the river to the sea, Fakistan will be free. Sure, it's a lie, but nonetheless, you will die. Since mm-hmm. we enslave through submission, freedom is our form of sedition. That's quite an admission. Groping in the dark, There has been so much snark. Demonic dreams became never-ending curses, from an idolatrous indulgence to satanic verses. From an astonishing ass to becoming an ass, it was a lot of dribble to amass, but alas, we are low class. Not to be forgotten (laughs) as verboten, just because it's Uh rotten for the wanton to seek the ill gotten With terror as our tactic, our aspirations are galactic, even if the end is anticlimactic, and we are ap- apocalyptic. Our verses may be demeaning, but never forget, our swords are gleaming. When, when all is told, they will fold, heads will roll, in a massive death toll. That may sound crude, but I am that rude. Taunting or torturing, it's all the same to me, as are heaven and hell. So we will cop this plea. Yes, it's criminal and delusional, so unforgivable. It's subliminal and inexplicable, especially for the imbecilic. Yes, for (laughs) us, yes, as for us, I was schizophrenic. But we're better now. Not really, but let's pretend somehow. I terrorized everyone who disobeyed, I must confess, including mythical people, but we digress. Rocks talk, (laughs) mountains fly, skies fall, the sun is our obedient slave. So for those who behave, we'll open your grave. We'll play with bones in our enclave, resurrecting bodies. It's all the rave for the slave to behave. It's the day of doom. From the tomb, you presume, will exhume to the showroom where carnality will resume. I have like a billion names, so call me whatever. It's all fun and games. (laughs) I'll reward you all the same for the endeavor, although maybe never. If you forget, I'll remind you until you scream, I created you in a dream. It was from a bunch of revolting stuff, none of which was up to snuff. It was all really yucky. So aren't you so very lucky? Join the faith, oh little you without a brain, or we will see that you are among the slain. So let's not feign that it is I who reign, or was that rain? I can't recall because I'm insane. (laughs) What, What does that say of you, based upon what you claim? Plan your plots, you stinking blood clots. But no, we are the best of schemers, and you are for naught but screaming lemurs, you worthless daydreamers. My pet monkey, Al Rasuli, he's no prize, but I must advise. He's full of lies with a thin disguise. He's a real pervert, so you'll not be safe unless you convert. He's a rapist and terrorist, a murderer and slaver, but he did me a favor, so I gave him a waiver.
0: Since
1: since he's like me, you better like him, or the outcome will be quite grim. Besides, fair warning, he's a sadist, both the latest and the greatest. So am I, and that's no lie. So don't be insulting, or he'll come and start sulking. Should you think to mock, we'll throw our black rock. But not to worry, don't be dreary. There's always an excuse for those who are leery, even if quite eerie, especially for those offering goodly loans in honor of my fractured stones. So here's my warning. I am forming an alarming day of erection (laughs) because I can be a real dick. It's all of all my cons. It's my favorite stick. I don't have a clue as to when it will arise, but my guys, for my guys, it scrapes the skies even as I advise it's no prize. For those we chastise, especially the wise, it's the worst screwing I could devise. I thank you for listening to us recite, but we predestined it because we must be right. Have I told you I'm the best? Then say, lo, verily, don't associate us with the rest. Besides, if you do, I kill you. Don't don't set up rivals or there will be reprisals. I was a crook, so there is no book. So don't look, or you'll be forsook. Illiterate and imbecilic, immoral and idiotic, all perfect for the myopic and despotic, fitting because we are psychotic. So bow down, prostrate, and we'll stay out of your prostate. Worship me, and we'll let you live until I change our mind. Well, if reptiles were so inclined. Unless you're a disbelieving doofus, then we'll snuff you out without a fuss. Never mind the fuss. There's not much to discuss. We see all, so we know there's clear proof that this is a spoof. That makes Muslims a crappy fraud, but no hard feelings, because I'm a lousy god. So let's favorite. do something really bad. Killing Arabs can be the latest fad. Engage in a little jihada. It'll be like reciting the full shahada. We can rape <laughs> Rob them, too. After all, they did it first to you. I'll uphold all the terror, but never was there a point. I'll, it'll upend all the terror, but never was a point for the punitive purveyor, just the player of misguided manslayer and soothsayer or naysayer. As, so as your accomplice, I'll bind them with my fetters and They'll never see you coming with this mind-numbing, seroton forthcoming. Crazy, I know, but I must confess, the clincher was a blunder under duress. Tossing some extra virgin on my specialty, I got lost in a word salad of great enormity. Jibirah virgins became a lure, and now, for which there is no cure, some lightning and thunder, and they'll be left to wonder how this rhyme led to such a crime. Contest won. It's been so much fun, and all with words, without a gun. A God not me, so let this be. Ditch your burkas and the Korans, and I'll stop this babble, so you'll not spawn the next pawn or bomb. Nice chat, but I smell a rat. We'll do it again, so that I can win, albeit not with my evil twin, to his chagrin. We'd admit that Allah he is Satan, but then I'd be beraten. Proof is in the mail, I never fail, and that's the end of my snake's tale. Say, Allahu Akbar. akmar is a mouse. A fitting conclusion to this mouse <laughs> over the idolatrous rock house.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, give I you
1: think the, you won. <laughs> I give you the Surat. <laughs> my conclusion was the great Surat challenge has been accepted and vested by an ugly Suratan. And so that you know, I would have written a nice poem, but that wouldn't have met the criterion. (laughs) The dare was to create one the likes of Alahuz, And even then, with a full complement of verbs, pronouns, and prepositions, I still colored outside of the lines.
2: Uh, That was far more coherent than uh, the competition. (laughs) <laughs> uh, now,
1: I want to tell you the truth is that somebody that is not familiar with the Quran won't, wouldn't know that everything that I said was an inside uh-huh. so a stab at the heart of what uh, of, of Allah's uh, Allah Who's rhetoric. So okay. it it is all in mocking him from beginning to uh, to end uh, with his Day of yeah. Resurrection and and uh, I burn you and I kill you and. Uh, my al Rasuli. Uh, the whole thing is it plays off of uh, of what he says. The you know just do a little uh, jihada. It'll be like reciting mm-hmm. the full shahada. It's uh, it's Islam. Yeah, every line was a
2: stab. Every line.
1: Every every line was a stab that came out of the Quran. Now
0: right.
1: we are three. I pick up this story and I said we're we're three quarters of the way through the Quran chronologically, and yet this is the first time that Gabriel. Uh, the messenger's uh, messenger is named. And even then, it's a complete farce. Gabriel spoke to Daniel in the 7th century BCE, not to Muhammad in the 7th century CE. Further, Gabriel is uh, Allah's foremost enemy, and in that regard, he is joined by Makael. These men are also outspoken opponents of Muhammad in Islam making the opposite of what I'm about to share you from Quran 297 and 98 true say whoever is an enemy to Gibralah Gabriel and lo verily he brought it down on your heart by permission of Allah confirming what was before it and a guidance and glad tiding for the believers whoever is an enemy of illahi and his angels and his messengers and jibril gabriel and uh michael then lo, verily allah an enemy to the disbelievers now you might say okay that's just total gibber. no it's a, it's a very very clear here uh well <laughs> illahi himself as Satan was the demonic spirit who terrorized Muhammad in the first Quran surah, 90 surahs ago, the non-prophet wants us to believe that the tormenting invader was Jibrilah. Like most everything else, this name was misappropriated from Yahweh's testimony. Allah uh, seems to have a very limited imagination, and his range of uh, emotions is also limited. The moment we're introduced to uh, Allah's pretend cohorts, which is kind of funny, because Allah claims he was a loner. Don't associate anybody with me. Uh, they are uh, off to war, condemning their enemies for rejecting their doctrine of submission. You know, every word of this reeks of Satan, the real enemy of the Jews. The, as previously discussed and earlier in, uh, in Goddamn Religion, both in Volumes 1 and Volumes 2, we're now in Volume 3, uh, pursuant to the inane ahadith. hadith Uh, attempting to explain the horrid initial recital. Gabriel is uh, not only a man, and identified as such during the meeting with Daniel, the Hebrew basis for that name affirms that uh, he is human. Gabri is from Gabor. That's a particularly strong and resolute human, uh, a capable and confrontational individual. It's one of the Hebrew words for man. It just happens to be a strong man is a gerber. The same word vocalized gabar speaks of a man who is exceptionally proficient and assured, resolute and influential. These ideas are expanded in gabor which is uh, based upon them and describes the most capable and courageous, competent and heroic leader among men. Therefore, when these concepts are joined together with El, God, and with Annie, which is where the Y comes from in Gabriel, the result is I am God's most competent, capable, confrontational, and courageous man. There's only one person who can make that claim, and that is, oh, David, the Messiah and King, the Son of God, our Savior. This is what makes the prophecy in Daniel 9 so powerful, is that the Messiah was speaking of what he himself would accomplish. And since no one has ever been more devoted to Yisrael than Dodd, nor more uh, committed to protect and save his people, when pilfering a name for the alleged angel, reciting the Quran to the Rasuli, Allah could not have made a less appropriate choice. But the... Adversaries' reasons are likely twofold. First, since the Christians in Petra uh, were falsely led to believe that Gabriel inherited the birth of baby God when speaking to the mythical Virgin Mary, so they told Muhammad that he couldn't be as important without a similar pronouncement. So the non-prophet began making up stories of Jibrilah Gabriel, claiming that he was the source of the Quran and then he evidently was able to convince uh, his un-God to cooperate his lies. The second possibility for what is otherwise an uh, obvious blunder is that Dodd, as the returning king uh, and Yisrael's savior, is Satan's nemesis. When he returns, the devil's gig as is, is God is over, and it's off to Sheol for Allahu. So by claiming Gabriel for himself, Allah is recasting the future to suit his agenda. Now, as for Mikalah, Michael, his actual name is Mikael El. He's also a man, and he is an, introduced to us through the same series of prophecies where he is a witness serving as a Tsar. That's a representative of the king. Dote. His name is derived from my, which means who, ka and ken, associated with and connected to, also right about, el, God. Since what is said about Mikael and our mission, why uh, I'm uh, condemning Allah, Satan, and Islam's submission, on behalf of Israelites and Yehudim, while heralding those returned with Yahweh, and the reconciliation of the Koban relationship is so essential to who we are, why we're here, what God is trying to achieve, who the players are, where we stand, and, and the flow of time uh, I'm going to share with you this evening uh, is something I wrote uh, now, probably better part of two years ago. Um, in dealing with the first time I read Mikael's name and read these prophecies, and as I reread them to include them in Goddamn Religion, Volume 3, I was struck with how extraordinary they are, particularly <laughs> following October uh, 7th. And so at that time, Mikael one who is truthful and right about God and associated with the Almighty, who is representing the King, will have an important role in nourishing the growth and promoting your family's children, taking a stand present and accountable. Then there will be a time of trouble, beyond which has never existed from a Gentile nation prior to this time. And during this period, your people will be saved. Everyone rescued from harm's way and delivered whose is found written in the book. Daniel 12.1. Let's think about this for a moment. Okay, here's a, a, a person who's given, whether you want to call it a name or a title, and it's a man, uh, described as a man, who is thoughtful and right about God. There haven't been many of those. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure there's been a single one over the past 2,000 years. No. Truthful and right about God. And who is associated with the Almighty. The, the, the Principal meaning, just direct, with me, who is, ka, associated, connected to, el, God, is that God chose this person, and he is standing with him and using him. That's the most direct meaning. Well, that certainly sounds like what we've read through about the uh, Nakri and the Choder. Yes, indeed. And the hundreds of prophecies about this particular mission. Who is representing the king? I don't think there's anybody else out there who is devoted to representing Dode. And we're not just representing Dode by presenting his mismore uh, correctly, which I, I think we are uh, doing something that hasn't been done in the better part of 3,000 years with the groundbreaking insights, profound insights into Dode's mismore. But we're absolutely the first people ever, history of humanity, 3,000 years, that are correctly stating that Dod served as the Passover lamb, that Dod fulfilled matzah and bokodim, leading to Shabu'ah, and that Teruah exists to herald his return to fulfill kippurim, so that he can be our shepherd during Sukkah. That has never been said before, and it is so profoundly important to God's people to understand that is the nature of this man. But the, co- the idea of being his Tsar is beyond representing that he is the one returning with Yahweh, that he will be our king and our shepherd, that he has served as our savior, that he is the most enlightening prophet in all of the thousand years that Yahweh spoke through them. Dode has responsibilities at the end. He's the king. Mm-hmm. And so if you're a tsar, you're working for him. You, you are one of the... You, you, kings delegate. That's what kings do. Now, God happens to be the ultimate delegator. He doesn't do anything alone. Moshe, we're going to go do this. I want you to do this. I want you to do that. Mm-hmm. Dodd, he dele- Yahweh likes to delegate. It's his prerogative. It's his universe. Good managers work that way. Dode is going to work that way. Machael is one of, uh, of the king's uh, assistants. His purpose will be to have an important role in nourishing the growth and promoting the family of the covenant. Of Yisrael, which is what we have written 33 books to do and he will take a stand be present and accountable then there will be a time of trouble which means that this person had to do all of this before the time of trouble began mm-hmm. so that he can share it during the time of trouble to save God's people from it.
0: Yes,
1: That's what was so striking to me, and many things I'll we'll read through this, when I read that. It's so riveting because it eliminated the possibility of anybody else. Even though we have 10 years left, and I don't, can't imagine somebody am- amassing 33 books on the shelves and tens of thousands of audio programs that's going to come to, to introduce Israel to Yahweh by name, and introduce them to their Messiah by name, and their Savior by name, and explain the the Mikre and the and the covenant, and the terms, and the conditions that God laid out, and the benefits that He's offering. That doesn't exist anywhere.
0: Already been done, too. and it has to it.
1: exist before the time of trouble. Yes. Yeah. and this is the place where uh, I think D and I share a uh, um, uh, an understanding. The time of trouble is exactly 10 years to the day. Yes. Exactly. Yes. It runs from October 7th, 2023 to October 7th, 2033. 2033 is year 6000 Yah. That's when we begin Sukkah, camping out with God. So all of the tough stuff that has to be done between Yahweh's return with Doad on Kippurim, which is uh, the first day of the week, October seventh 2nd, uh, 6.22 p.m. in Jerusalem as the sun sets. That's when God's going to come for his family. We read about that on our last show with the 149th Mismore. We read all about right. how that's going to occur uh, last week. There is a gap of time between that time and we start camping out together in uh, the earth reformed as Eden. Well, there's a lot of work to do. And so yeah. the time of trouble ends exactly 10 years to the day that it started. So there will be a time of trouble beyond which has ever existed. Now, that says a lot. I mean, the Romans were bad. The Greeks were bad. The, the Assyrians were bad. The Babylonians were bad. The Egyptians were bad.
0: Hitler.
1: No. Yeah. The Roman Catholic Church was bad. Europe was bad, the Nazis were yep. bad. Mm-hmm. The Muslims have been bad. Well, they're still being bad. Yeah. It can be perpetrated by Gentiles prior to this time. and during this period, your people will be saved. everyone rescued from harm's way and delivered who is found written in the book. That is wookie that is. Uh, Barking in the background, there is a fox on my uh, a screensaver on my television, and uh, Wookie is uh, is trying to tell the, fo- the fox that that he that he is boss.
0: Yeah. Okay. That is so cute.
1: So yeah. So anyway, there, there's there's 13 references to a, a Michael in the Torah, Prophets, and Psalms. Ten of which address ordinary individuals uh, from long ago. The three depictions which apply to this particular individual, where he is being designated by this title, are found only in Daniel. With the first, uh, the other two, they appear in the 10th chapter. Uh, therefore, what we know of him and his identity and purpose is explained here. The most overriding clue as to the nature of this individual is the recognition that Machael, one who is associated with and truthful about God, is descriptive as a title. And I think it serves more as a title than as a name uh, each of the three times that it is presented. And it is a compound of several Hebrew words, beginning with my, which is an interrogatory, asking us if we know who is being addressed. This is followed by the contraction ki, ka, or ken. If ki, it means indeed, uh, speaking of someone who is certain, truthful and who is emphatic and uh, reasonable. With Ka, it's an individual who's associated with and connect, and connected to God. Uh, I, he has a propensity to make this kind of comparisons and associations needed to understand. And with Ken, his uh, claims about God are verifiable and correct, truthful, and certain. So Michael concludes with El, which is God's title, meaning Almighty God, and therefore all these things point to God himself.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: as we would expect. And and that's a nice blend also as a title to pair with with El-Yah, because El-Yah, just the uh, opposite way, uh, God is Yah, El-Yah. Yah Yah is God, God is Yah. Uh, And so Makael would be right about God and associated with God. Uh, and he's trying to save Yisrael, which means to endure and engage with God. As we would expect from such an individual, especially as we approach uh, D- uh, Dode's return to defend and lead his people, Makael is a tsar, serving as the representative of the king. He is tsar, working for the ap- anointed leader by focusing on his family, which would be Yisrael, and their relationship with God. As such, Mikael is Tsar clearly designated, overtly authorized, and resolutely empowered by the Messiah and King of Kings. Now, few things are more important to God's people than for them to recognize that Dote is the Son of God. He is our Shepherd. He is the Passover Lamb. He is the returning Messiah and King. This realization not only nullifies the aspirations of progressives, Judaism, Christianity, and Islam, it presents the ultimate Ya'ud calling his people home. This is the essential truth designated throughout Yadda Yahweh, and particularly coming home. It's why we went back and rewrote every book from beginning to end. And it's echoed here now in goddamn religion. We are told that Makael will be ha-gadol, will play an important role in nourishing the growth of al-ben-am-ata, your family's children. That would be the covenant children, the children of Yisrael. This means that he will gadol and tensely and vociferously distinguish himself through amplification and uh, to empower God's people with an occasional seraton just for humor. Further, not only will Makayel Ahmad be appointed and supported while taking a stand on behalf of the chosen people, his work will commence prior to the Eth-Sara, the time of troubles. And so there is no mistaking his timing with our own today. We are told that the resulting Sara confinement and Adversity will be as a result of Goyim and their nations being more overtly hostile to Jews and Israel than any other time in history. Worse than Assyria, Babylon, Greece, Imperial Rome, the Roman Catholics, Muslims, or the Nazis. And by the way, Sara uh, is the basis of, uh, of the country, uh, Mithraim, and Sar actually speaks of 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 confinement, and it is where we learn that Yisrael is going to be uh, constrained at the waist uh, and made vulnerable uh, because of this uh, confining where she can live and making her vulnerable as a result. So it is a word that, that I don't want to use the word hints because it's stronger than that, but certainly indicates that the two-state solution is going to be imposed on Israel and that it's going to be devastating to God's people in the world. Therefore, Michael will be speaking out against Islam and the gruesome and genocidal Muslim attacks on Israel, which actually began in 1929 with the Hebron Massacre to murder Jews living in their homeland. 1936 to 1939 was the Arab Revolt to remove Jews from their homes. 1948 to 49 was the War of Independence to prevent Jews from returning to Israel. 1964 was the formation of the PLO to terrorize and delegitimize Israel. 1967 was the Six-Day War to obliterate Israel. 1972 was the Munich Olympics to massacre uh, and terrorized Jews by the PLO. 1973 through, 3 through 79 was the Yom Kippur War. It went all the way to 79, which is when the final accords were signed and the Sinai was surrendered, what a mistake by the United States, to eliminate, mm-hmm. and that war was fought to eliminate the State of Israel. In 1987 through 1993, the PLO uh, confronted Israel with the first uh, Intifada the uprising to terrorize Jews. In 1982, we have the first Lebanon war uh, with the PLO. And 2000 to 2005, we have the second PLO, Intifada. understand that Fatah and the Palestinian Authority and the PLO are all one entity. There's no distinction between them. Uh, And that continued to murder uh, Jewish civilians. In 2006, we have the second Lebanon War, this time against Hezbollah, Allah's party. In 2008 and 2009, we have the uh, first Hamas rocket war, uh, just uh, three years after the United States made Israel surrender Gaza to the uh, uh, Muslim terrorists. In 2012, we have the second Hamas rocket war, in 2021, we have the Hamas al-Asqa war. And in 2022, we have the Palestinian Islamic Jihad rocket war, which led to the formal beginning of the time of trouble with the 2023 Hamas massacre, October 7th. Therefore, much of Makael's message to restore Israel's relationship with Yahweh would be completed by 2023, and that's the turning point because at no time prior to that did the world, in almost in unison, turn against Israel. And now the the, the lone Trojan horse that's out there that can preclude the demise of Israel with the imposition of a fake Palestinian state, America, is uh, is calling the leader of uh, Israel an asshole,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is All grossly right. inappropriate, even even if it were true and it isn't. No. Just disgusting. It. But that, that shows you just how how far America's leadership has fallen.
0: No joke.
1: So that means that the next 10 years, with the material completed, you got 10 years to provide uh, this individual, Michael, with the opportunity to share it with God's people. Now, if that were not enough Good. to... Correctly identify Machael, one who is truthful and right about God, and associate with him, and place him, Baha'eth-Hahi, in this specific period. His contribution to Yahweh's family will be matzah, to, uh, uh, to find and then share, Kathab, what is written in the Baha Shefer and the book, which, mm-hmm. uh, such that Yehudim are malat, rescued from harm's way, and delivered unto Yahweh." When Machael is initially introduced, it is in Daniel 10.3, where he is Ichad HaSar HaRoshon. Very common Hebrew words. Ichad means that Machael is either a certain one of, the one and only, or that uh, he, uh, this in this particular stated role, that he is the first or the foremost person to do what uh, these things have been describing. There has been no one preceding him, for example, in sharing the correct pronunciation of Yahweh's name, or that the covenant has five conditions and five benefits, mm-hmm. or that the Moed Mikre deliver those benefits of the uh, of the covenant, and that the most important of them is Matzah, which is a seven day uh, uh, feast, or that. Dode fulfilled them, and Dode is returning to fulfill Kaporam, which means reconciliations, and is not a date of afflictions. Mm-hmm. Ha Rashon reveals that he is the primary and foremost, and thus the principal person serving in this capacity. He is likely the first to do so. Rashon uh, reveals that he would have begun conveying this particular message before anyone else. Rashon is the basis of the first word in the, in to- in the entire Torah, in the beginning. Barashit from, from
0: Rosh. Mm-hmm.
1: This is further confirmed in Daniel 10.14, which is in Machael's voice and reads, Now I have come to provide you with an understanding of what will happen to your people in the end of days because the the revelation pertains to that time. Now, this does not make Machael a prophet, right? because Machael was there to explain to Daniel, not actually for Daniel, but for us reading Daniel, uh, account of this, what Gabriel had said. So it's Gabriel, Gabriel, who is the prophet. It's Dode, the greatest prophet the history of the world. I mean, yeah. There's only one or two other people that you could put in his league as a prophet. No one you can put in his league in terms of all that he accomplished in life. He is, he is one of one. Uh, but as a prophet, he can be compared to both Moshe and, uh, and Yashayah. And so he's the one delivering this message, and he's telling it about himself, both the fulfillment of Pesach in 33, your 4,000 YAH, and his return on Yom Kippuram, in uh, in year 6,000 YAH. So, he's talking about himself, and Maka'el is their listing. And, he's doing what I'm doing right now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Explaining it.
0: That's mm-hmm. what it says.
1: An explainer is not a prophet. It's It's handy to have one. Because, Dode's prophecy was the most complex, probably ever spoken, and and so it's really handy to have a uh, an explainer there to say yeah. this is what he said. Let me let me yeah. dumb this down Cemetery, for all of us deal. here, so we can yeah. understand it. Okay, so the second <laughs> of three references to Makael, who was responsible for explaining uh, uh, what uh, what uh, uh, Dode had revealed. Uh, is found in the 21st uh, and concluding chapter uh, of the statement of the 10th chapter. There we learn that his role was Nagad, uh, conspicuously reported to us by Ha-Rushum, having been inscribed Ba-Kathab in writing in the book Emith, which is trustworthy, enduring, and reliable. So uh, this puts this, because it then says, loachad chaziz, uniquely contentious and very intense, even overpowering <laughs> individual and pursuit of the restoration of God's people. Now, God said, hey, we don't have a lot of time left. And we started this uh, 22 years ago, and we only have mm-hmm. 10 years left. So that's not a lot of time to go from zero Yehudim, who would have been at Kipporah, to... I think there'll be seventy thousand by the time we're done. So
0: there's oh, just not great. a lot of
1: time. So Yahweh chooses people. And by the way, we're going to stop broadcasting, but we will we will uh, still be recording. And many of those uh, who are with us this evening are listening on their phones, and they will still hear us. Plus, the archives will have whatever we say after this point. But uh, Yahweh needed at this time. Uh, Because he doesn't want to overpower the individual. He he wants to communicate to us through people. He needed somebody at this time that had some of these qualities. It's time to be contentious. It's time to be Mm -hmm. intense. It's time to be overpowering and pursuing the the uh, uh, restoration of God's people. Uh, And once again, in this pronouncement, Machael is again presented as a Tsar, a leading representative of the king. And his family, his family are not his sons and daughters and wives. His family, the children of Israel, those who will attend Guy uh, Kippuram. It's mistakenly assumed that Machael is the name of an archangel. Uh, no, no, no wings in this case. But such nonsense comes from the book of Jude in the New Testament, uh, where there's a mythical dispute between uh, Michael and uh, the archangel, and the devil over the body of, of Moses. <laughs> durst not bring against him a railing accusation. Okay. But let me assure those who, uh, even those who <laughs> venerate grave sites, that Moshe's words matter. While well, his body, 1st is gone, but <laughs> otherwise irrelevant. And the devil be damned, durst or not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Malak do not sár; They don't represent kings. Moreover, there's no record of anyone named Machael writing anything which would be gadol, which would have promoted the growth of Yahweh's family. In particular, while Malak have speaking roles, they are seldom vociferous. And I have a tendency to be verbose. <laughs> they do not rely on amplification, which I do nor is it their role to magnify anyone. And as we have discovered, Gabriel isn't a Malak either. He is instead the greatest man of God. Therefore, Machael is descriptive of a person who validates and verifies the means to develop a relationship with the almighty. He is the one who is present and accountable, appointed and supported prior to Israel's descent into the time of trouble which has already begun. And now, since it has already begun, there is no longer any time for someone to arrive on the scene and use their translations and insights to compose something comparable to the 33 volumes of Yada, Yawa.
2: I also need to and, be called Yada. I don't see anyone else going by that. Yeah. No,
1: I don't either. Or no. that, uh, that bases everything they say on Yawa. Yeah. I represent him I serve him laid, I love he him he is yeah. our friend he is our father he is our boss he, he, he is everything for us and for God's people and Yada Yahweh means to know Yahweh and therefore friends you are listening to the results of Machael's service to Yahweh and to Israel, doing his best to represent Dode as our returning savior and king. But more than this, Machael's role is to explain Daniel's vision so that Israelites understand it before it's too late. And that's what we're going to read next. bad as Rome and Roman Catholicism have been, what is about to unfold is going to be far worse. In the annals of human history, considering the blight of nations even the bitterness of the Goy, nothing has ever existed which can compare to the Eshsara, period of anguish, adversity, and adversary. Now, i to tell you, that thought was something we, we shared based upon what we read in, in the translation two years ago. No one mm-hmm. could have imagined the worst terrorist act to be perpetrated on Israel in the history of God's people, which is what took place on October 7th. And it just happens to be exactly 10 days to the day of when we began to celebrate the seventh and final Moed Mikre on October 7th, 2033.
0: 10 years, yeah.
1: Huh? Fortunately, it is during the time of trouble that God's people will be awakened and protected and those who are rescued will find their names scribed in the book of life. This ten years, although it will be hellacious for God's people, is the best thing that could possibly happen to them because until there is no hope but Yahweh, they won't listen.
0: Right. Okay.
1: i want to read the rest of this yeah. uh, prophecy uh, for you uh, in the time we have remaining, and many important and infamous individuals, of those who are asleep in the dust of the earth, will be awakened, some of these to the restoration of everlasting life, and others to eternal scorn and shame, insults and reproach, accusations and censure for having been abhorrent and appalling. Therefore, the circumspect with insight who are discerning, demonstrating the capacity to understand, will become prominent, obtaining a high status, being respected among heavenly beings, shining brightly while enlightening and admonishing, similar to the light of the expanse of the universe, such that they will be greatly valued for the numerous worthy individuals Who will be vindicated for being right, becoming like stars, as eternal, restoring witnesses forevermore. That's Daniel 12, 2, and 3. So, what we have here is that uh, God is saying that people of renown, people who are famous and important, who are asleep, who have died, are going their souls are going to be raised, and they will be awakened, and that some of them will enjoy uh, a, a life of restoration and uh, everlasting life, and others are going to go to eternal scorn and reproach, to censure for having been abhorrent and appalling. This is important because the role that the Sar Makael plays in this drama, as as uh Dode's uh, uh one of Dode's assistants is judgment
0: mm-hmm.
1: he is imbued with responsibility Dode doesn't want to do it uh it's not that he doesn't want to do it it's just that he has many other things to be dealing with the 45 day period of of judgment and making this determination is going to be largely Macael's responsibility i i think he will share it with Elia, but I'm not certain. I can be certain that it's Machael's responsibility, though. That's why he's presented in this context. Therefore, it's important that people ha- be circumspect. That This is the cause. Everything that we're, we're about. We think our way to God. We know God through his words. We make the proper associations to know who he is, what he's offering, and what he's expecting in return. And those who do this thing with the capacity to understand, God is saying they're going to be prominent. They're going to have a very high stat- status. What could be a higher status than inheriting the universe from its creator because you're one of God's sons or daughters? That's as good as it gets. And he's saying you're going to shine brightly while enlightening and admonishing similar to the light of the expanse of the universe, beyond a single star. There will be those among us who, who are part of, of the enlightenment and the bringing home of God's people, the restoration of God's people. He said, it, it, you, we're going beyond the light of a single star. That's how much energy that uh, you're going to possess. Uh, and then he says that... that such they will be greatly valued for the numerous and worthy individuals who will be vindicated for being right. That is the purpose of this mission. We want, when Yahweh returns on Yom Kippurim and 6,000 Yah uh, in 2033, uh, less than 10 years from now, we want God to be pleased with the attendance at that event. And the attendance yes. isn't based strictly on size. although this does says uh, numerous. 149th Psalm spoke of a large crowd. So I think that we'll we'll be, you know, in the range of 70,000 people there. But it's wow. the quality of the people. God would have done all of this for one if we're just dote alone. So one was mm-hmm. enough. Adam was enough. Abraham was enough. This
2: reminds me of Abraham and becoming like stars to comprehend if you can. I mean, this is is...
1: That's Are you saying that God's? i straight
2: in.
1: Are you calling God? I consistent? am. <laughs> oh. I happen
2: to be.
1: <laughs> well, he just said. Yeah, I think that's probably true. Uh, yeah. And so it does say that we're going to be eternal and restoring witnesses forevermore, La Olam Alad. Wow. wow. That's powerful. That that takes us to the point of saying, not only is this the mission, but this is the consequence of this mission. This is the result of this mission. And now in the light of what happened on October 7th and this, the fact that, that Michael is positioned before it to take advantage during it so we can celebrate like this after it.
0: Mm.
1: What a powerful message. Now, as mm-hmm. for you, Daniel, now Daniel was a scallywag. Uh, Daniel, not the brightest bo- boy in the world. He's not a prophet, but he did get to write this down because uh, uh, Doe showed up and said, this is what's going to happen. And uh, there were two others there. Um, I think the two others, uh, very logically, are uh, Makael, who's named here, and Elia, who is named elsewhere. So as for you, Daniel, uh, seal up this testimony. Making this message secure while precluding access to the meaning that is hidden within the words. And place a stamp and signature on the book until before the time of the restoring witness runs out. (laughs) That would be until now.
2: As of last year.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Many and notably rabbis and others who are infamous and exalted will wonder about aimlessly rowing up a waterfall, even with access (laughs) to information, which leads to understanding uh, becoming more prevalent. Lots of information out there. All they do is get ever more confused.
2: That had to be fun translating. Shoes, rowing
1: up a waterfall. Yeah, roaming around randomly, accomplishing nothing while rowing against the current. One of my favorite lines is rowing up a waterfall, and that's what the word means. So I got to actually weave in one of my favorite themes. Into, uh, yeah, into sure. the translation, because that's it's a correct translation of it. Then it says, Then I, Daniel, looked, and behold, the two others in the end. Two, we know that Elia is one of them now. Machael is the other. So both of them are named. Those are the two witnesses in the end. Behold, the two witnesses in the end. They were present. They were appointed. They were accounted for. They were supported while taking a stand. One individual was now present here as the means to channel speech and convey the message. So you've got the two witnesses. They're there, present and accounted for. And now you have a, uh, now we have a, uh, a grizzly bear in the picture with uh, salmon swimming all around. And I don't know if Wookie likes the salmon oh, or the grizzly no. bear. Oh, no. But my wife <laughs> is going to remove him so that he doesn't eat the turtle, who is the next one on the screen. Okay. So they got the two witnesses, and now you have another individual. One individual who is distinct from these two was now present here as the means to channel speech and convey the message. And the other person was simultaneously uh, present close by as a conduit for words with verbally expressive lips flowing with language. This is our brilliant orator and lyricist, dote. Mm-hmm. and he said to the individual of linen garments, because he's coming back to uh, fulfill Kaporum, which means he has to go and uh, anoint the uh the, Kippur the mercy seat of the Ark of the Covenant, which means he needs to be in priestly garments to do that, who, for the benefit of the relationship, was from the dimension above and beyond. Okay. It, I, you know I, With God, we don't talk about status very often, but there is somebody that has status with God. That's Dode. Right. None of us are in Dode's league. We get to we get to, to live in his mm-hmm. home, but, but, but Dode's the guy. And, and he earned it, folks. He fulfilled Pesach and Matzah. Mm-hmm. So Dode's the guy. He is coming from the dimension above. He is coming down as brilliant as the sun. Dode is our king. He's the returning savior and messiah. So he is from the dimension above and beyond, the source of the waters of the stream. Remember the stream that uh, is in uh, Zacharias is talking about the two witnesses? Yes. So he, he, he's the source of that stream. So we, we all are, are speaking on behalf of God's Son. Why are we speaking on behalf of God's Son, not just on God? Because that's the way God wants it. God's Son did these things. He fulfilled Pesach and Matzah, and Bokodim, leading to Shabuah, and Teruah, and will fulfill Kapuram and Sukkah. And so, God wants him to be recognized for these things. This is what fathers want. God, God knows who he is. He, he doesn't need us to praise him. He's very comfortable with who he is. He's proud of his son. And so, our attention is drawn to him. It's just like when Yahweh says in Zechariah, that, uh, you know, I'm returning and I'm returning with the one that you pierced, and you will weep for him as one would weep for a firstborn? God's not saying, you're going to weep for me. He's not saying, you're going to worship me. He's not saying, aren't I great? He's said, "No, oh, this is my son. Isn't he great? <clears throat> That's the attitude of God. He is, he, is, he is a marvelous father. That's why we can work for God and kid with him and laugh with him and joke with him and, and have the best time together. This is how he relates to those like his son does. So, the source of the waters and the stream. How long will this restoring witness be until the end of these distinguishing and intensely wonderful explanations and astounding communication of things that would otherwise be difficult to understand? So, this is all being now presented in a way that even the most complicated ideas that God has shaped in future prophecies are now uh, able for thoughtful people to understand. Then I listened to the individual clothed in linen, that's Dode, coming to um, anoint the mercy seat of the Ark of the Covenant to fulfill the Torah's requirement for the reconciliation of God's people, who, for the benefit of the relationship, was from the dimension above and beyond the source of the waters of the stream. Living waters. Purifying waters. Mm -hmm. He raised his right hand and then his left toward the heavens. And then he made a solemn promise in conjunction with the one who lives forever that there will be to draw near. Moed, Moedim three years of restoring witnesses to the appointments. That means those two witnesses are going to be in place.
0: Years, it's yeah.
1: got to be on, on Moriah because that's where this stuff takes place
0: mm-hmm. for uh, three years.
1: 2030 to 2033, it'll be Pisach in uh, 2030 that they uh, return and they'll be here uh, to the end. And in the midst of another, then accordingly the separation of the hand and uh, outreach of the set apart people will be over. All of these things will come to fruition. You've got three years uh, at the end. I think that, you know, we, we, we begin. Six months after the fulfillment of Teruah, which I, I'm hoping there'll be seven thousand uh, Yehudim and Goyim that are harvested uh, during uh, the Teruah uh, harvest. Uh, mm-hmm. there, uh, indications are there will be seven thousand, and then you know you're, you're there with the most clever, sarcastic orator of of all time in El-Yah. and uh, I am I'm honing my uh, my oratory at this point because I get to stand next to him, that's Makael, and we have three years. Now, it's not the kind of thing that that you would sign up for and say, I I want this duty. No, we are going to be slammed and attacked and ridiculed by virtually everybody in the world. You know, it's going to be, ultimately, by the very end, it'll be uh, 70,000, I think, will be the number against uh, however many have survived the 8 billion that are on the earth. So, It's uh, tough duty is uh, is the answer to that question. So is anybody saying, "Well, you're really bragging"? No, I'm not. This is this is what it says. Uh, You you don't. If God says this is what I'm going to do, that's what He's going to do. Don't don't run from. uh, It's a really dumb thing to run away from what God wants accomplished. Uh, Not only is it counterproductive, and in this case, God has so much writing on this. This is this is the end of, uh, of everything, and for the last 3,000 years, there have been very few Yehudim who have listened to him, and that's got to change radically over these next 10 years, and so God's got a lot riding on this, and for any of us to say, well, you know, maybe he's talking about somebody else. Let somebody else have this responsibility. That would not go over well, and, and yeah, think of, you know, God just said, this is, this is what's going to happen. How how appreciative God is that we're all doing this for uh, he and his people and for his son.
2: Yeah.
0: What an honor.
1: Yeah. Wow. And, well, I'm not sure it's a... I don't look at it as an honor. I look at it as this is what God wants done and he is the most fun person uh, ever. Yeah. And what hey, is... What a great job. 32 years of, of my life uh, and our time now together versus... Benefit of Yahweh being delighted with what uh, transpired and having thousands of, of family members to celebrate eternity with, all of whom will know. You know, we played some role in this. Yeah, I mean, a very gratifying situation. That's why I encourage people. Uh, last week, when you said there were some that you know don't want to read uh, goddamn religion, they, they just want to mm-hmm. do the Torah part. And I said, no, this is essential. This is what is saving Israel. This is what earns us the right to, to, to speak to them, for them to listen to us, because we understand their enemy. It's really important. Yeah. And, and I know everybody has families and jobs and everything else, and I know I, uh, um, I sit here, my wife even brings all three meals right to my desk so I don't get up. Uh, you know, it's a little different situation. <laughs> but everything you do is appreciated by, uh, by Yahweh. So yeah. You know how you were change. talking
2: to us about people who can't accept that the status quo is going to change, oh boy, and they just think changed. that the next day is going to be yeah. the same as the next? It's like we are in this, people. If you yeah. can't comprehend that Yahweh has sent – you're not the first person that Yahweh has sent to warn. This has happened yeah. in the past, and people didn't listen. So you know, if you're reading it, you're seeing yeah. it. So what if it's Craig? So what you know it doesn't matter who it is so much as that it, that you are here. That's the important yes. part. That it's a fulfillment of Yahweh's work, not about yes. us being yeah. glorifying ourselves in some way. No, it's oh, goodness, God. No,
1: uh, right, but exactly. Nonetheless, Yahweh's proud of of what we're doing for His people. Yes, He's pleased with What we're doing for and His that's people, okay. He should be, and that's it, no, a good well, thing. But <laughs> beat the alternative. And I listened, mm-hmm. but I did not understand. Is what. Uh, Daniel says, so I said, dear sir, what is, uh, this is Daniel now, what is the end result of these things? And he said, go, choosing to walk through life, Daniel, uh, which means my God is judgmental. These words are sealed up, enclosed, signed, and stamped until the time of the final witnesses at the very end. Many will be purged of prevailing influences and cleansed as a result of choosing to examine religious and political constraints, independently purified as a result of avoiding societal pressures, and thus they will be refined, benefiting from having been tested and proven right. However, of those who will be condemned for acting improperly, uh, perpetuating religious and political crimes, none of them will understand. And yet the ones with insight who are discerning, demonstrating the capacity to be observant and circumspect, they will make the connections to understand. And from the time the continuity abolished by overwhelming ferocity and force, and the devastating and appalling abomination is appointed. This is when a physical manifestation, a person, as uh, a corporal manifestation of Satan, goes into uh, Jerusalem and uh, proclaims themselves uh, God uh, and begins to uh, to plot the demise of Israel. Uh, there will be 1,290 days. That brings us right to the time that we're talking about with the fulfillment in October 7th, uh, 2033. Blessed and delightful are those who continue in this state and remain confident and certain, continuing in close contact for the arrival of 1,335 days. 45-day difference between those two numbers. That 45 days is the very time of judgment of the trials of those who will be dispatched uh, to Sheol. But even more importantly... It's the time of uh, of recompense, the time when those who were abused uh, by Muslims, for example, or the Roman Catholic Church or Assyrians or Babylonians or Nazis, that the victims of those crimes of God's Mm -hmm. people are going to be able to see those who perpetrated the crimes uh, suffer for having to do so. The the people who had no ability to stop their tormentors are going and who wish their tormentors could could taste what they're enduring are going to have that opportunity. So that's what happens during those forty five days. Of your own free will choose to journey through life, traveling to the final destination, then you will find spiritual rest, settling down and relaxing, allowed to be present and always remaining in your allotted place at the end of days. That's the conclusion, Daniel twelve thirteen. That is why we're here. That is what we're inviting you to be part of. That's what Dode is calling you home to. On behalf of your God, Yahweh. But, boy, when you look now at these words and, and uh, light of what happened on October 7th, and where we are in this timeline, it really does speak to who we are, what we're doing, why we're doing it, how much time we have left, who is going to benefit from this, who's going to pay a price because of it, uh, what's going to happen next, it's all there for us. Really powerful. So that's what I wanted to share this evening with you. We'll return to the, uh, the uh, uh, second Ms. Moore uh, next week. Uh, but thank you all for listening. Uh, Blog Talk Radio is soon going to say goodbye. Uh, so we're at the <laughs> end of even the allotted extension on our uh, on our program. I thank you for uh, for putting up with my seroton, but I did yeah, want to record it. That's awesome. <laughs> <New> <laughs> but, poem, yeah, to uh, have some fun with it. As I said, I would have written a nice poem, but that would have been against the, <laughs> the contest rules. Uh, that was
0: good. <laughs> so, good
1: there we uh there we go. Uh but thank you for all for listening. Please uh w- if you have a chance, read and share Goddamn religion uh with uh with particularly with Jews so they understand that their enemy is not Hamas, it's not Islamic jihad, it's not the PLO, it's not Hezbollah, it's not the Ayatollahs. It's really not uh Joe Biden, it's not uh uh, uh just progressives. Mm-hmm. It's Islam. And Islam has targeted uh, Jews to annihilate them for 1,400 years. You should have figured it out a long time ago. Uh, there's no living with them. Uh, and if you don't do something about them, they will kill you. So mm-hmm. uh, it's important to understand that the Quran is the worst book ever written, that Allah, Allahu, is Satan, and that Muhammad was not a prophet. He was a miserable pedophile. And rapist and mass murdering terrorist, and that that book is what inspired what happened on 10-7. Mm-hmm. So thank you for listening. We uh, look forward to being with you uh, next week. Thank you for listening to this presentation of uh, of what was revealed to uh, to Daniel uh, and who Makkail is, since he was brought up in the uh, the very Quran. I wanted to prove that uh, Allahu was wrong. May y'all bless. Look forward to being with you next week. Good night.
2: Good
0: night, y'all. Night Kirk. Night Kirk. Good night. Night,